0: Hello, and welcome to Just Therapist Things, where we talk all things therapy. My name is Jordan, and I am an associate marriage and family therapist from Southern California. I currently work in a private practice where we focus on child anxiety reduction, and I also do some work for a nonprofit cancer support organization. Hi all, and welcome to Just Therapist Things. Today I will be talking about panic disorder and specifically why it sucks. I am not going to go too much into the science or DSM criteria in this episode because I want to focus more on the real life experience of having panic disorder. First off, let's make a distinction between panic disorder and panic attack. Panic attacks are part of panic disorder, but if you have a panic attack, it does not mean you have panic disorder. Panic attacks are a one-off occasional experience of panic, while panic disorder encompasses recurrent panic attacks plus the fear of having panic attacks. Also, it is important to differentiate anxiety attacks versus panic attacks. Anxiety attacks are usually the result of built up stressors and come on gradually, while panic attacks are often unexpected and come on rapidly. However, the symptoms can be similar. So to reiterate in just basic terms, anxiety attacks are gradual, panic attacks are out of the blue, and panic disorder is recurrent panic attacks. A panic attack is an extreme fight-or-flight response. Your brain perceives a threat, and your body and mind respond in a way to survive the threat. Please listen to my Physical Symptoms of Anxiety episode for a more in-depth description and exploration of anxiety symptoms that occurred during the fight-or-flight. The purpose of a panic attack is to alert your mind and body that it is time to get the heck out of there or fight, or hide, because there is a big, scary monster coming for you. The fight or flight response is a very helpful survival skill, until, of course, it is not helpful. Some panic attacks occur when there is no real threat. It's just your mind making stuff up, and if those occur often, you may have panic disorder. A huge part of diagnosing panic disorder is that in between panic attacks, the person has an intense fear that they will have another panic attack. This can be accompanied by a change in behavior such as avoidance of situations that may cause panic. I have dealt with anxiety my whole life, even though I did not realize that I did until this experience that I'm about to explain. But I began struggling with panic disorder and generalized anxiety in college. It is pretty wild to think that I knew very little about anxiety until about six years ago when my severe anxiety began. I knew kind of the basics of anxiety, but my knowledge mainly revolved around test anxiety and such. At one point, I honestly thought that anxiety was a diagnosis that people said they had to get more time on tests. I was so wrong. My anxiety first presented as intense physical symptoms, including dizziness, numbness in my hands, heart palpitations, blurry vision, and chest pain. I had all of these symptoms for months before I found out that it was anxiety and, more specifically, panic attacks. When I was not feeling these symptoms, I would worry that I would have these symptoms, and I would worry that I would have them at really bad times, such as when I was driving or in the shower or something like that. During those months before I got the diagnosis, I thought I was dying and went to countless doctors and received countless tests, but nothing helped. It was getting so bad that I became depressed and I did not feel like myself at all. Moms always know best, and because there seemed to be no medical reason for these symptoms, my mom suggested that I see a therapist. I was desperate at this point and would try anything, even though I did not believe at all that these symptoms were psychological. But I did go to my first therapy appointment. It really does blow my mind that my first therapy appointment ever was six years ago, and now I'm a full-blown therapist because of this experience. Life is crazy. So fast forward after these months of hell, this therapist informed me that my symptoms were anxiety. She even had me go on my phone and Google anxiety, physical symptoms during my session because I did not believe for one second that anxiety could cause all these insane physical symptoms. I finally bought into it and treatment started. I learned to manage anxiety and was doing better. About a year in, the panic disorder really reared its head again, and the coping skills and the tools that I was using just weren't enough. I ended up avoiding the gym and certain areas of my college's campus because I was so worried that I would have a panic attack there. I was also hyper aware of every sensation in my body, and the thought spirals were out of control. The therapist suggested that because of these avoidance behaviors and because the thought spirals just seemed to come back with vigor, she recommended that I go see a psychiatrist. So I went to a psychiatrist and was prescribed Prozac 20 milligrams, and I have been taking it ever since. I have had minor moments of panic and anxiety, but I can honestly say that I have not had what is my personal version of a full-blown panic attack for about five years now. It is pretty amazing. I still have some fear of having a panic attack, but it is way easier to manage. Even talking about it right now makes me get a lump in my throat and tightness in my chest because it just really was an awful time. But thanks to this, ex- to this experience, I am now a therapist, and I love helping people through anxiety and panic disorder. I honestly use some similar tools and sayings that this first therapist used with me. Now I use with my clients. Social media became so helpful to me during the tough time. And it was extremely, extremely helpful to find accounts and other people who knew what I was going through. I owe so much to Taylor Barone of the health anxiety Instagram for sharing her story through panic attacks and health anxiety. I still have some quotes that she shared saved on my computer, and I look at them when I need to. Here are some of the quotes that helped me through a lot. The first is, It is easy to give up when you start to feel bad again. Remember, you got through this before, and you can get through it again. It always passes. Another is, I don't think people realize how much strength it takes to pull yourself out of a panic attack. So if you've done that today or any day, I'm proud of you. And lastly, though I feel anxious, this too shall pass. This last one is one that I use consistently with clients and I use with myself. Just a great reminder that although life throws really difficult challenges at you, You can get through it, and this moment and this temporary difficulty will pass. Anxiety really is a constant battle in your mind, but just because it is constant does not mean that it is impossible to get through. It does take a lot of effort and determination to get through. It's kind of like having a job. It takes effort, consistency, time, and patience to deal with anxiety daily and to work through the panic. It is not easy at all. Side note, if you hear some banging in the background of this episode, that is my dog Winston chewing on his bone. He is clearly really enjoying this episode so far. So what do we do about panic disorder and panic attacks? First off, seek help from a professional. I cannot emphasize this enough. Especially if you think you may have panic disorder, you cannot treat this on your own. And also there is no shame in going to a professional. If you once in a while have panic attacks, I would still recommend seeking therapy to figure out where those are coming from, what the root cause of those are. However, I will provide some basic tips to get through a panic attack just in the moment as well. So when you seek out professional treatment, cognitive behavioral therapy is the best treatment for panic disorder. The therapist should also refer you for a psychiatric evaluation to see if medication would benefit you. Medication plus therapy is truly the most successful treatment for many mental health conditions, but specifically for panic disorder. So when you are in treatment with a professional and doing cognitive behavioral therapy, There will be a lot of metacognition, or thinking about your thinking. Identifying your thought patterns is the first step to challenging, reframing, and stopping distorted thinking. In cognitive behavioral therapy, there's a huge emphasis on thoughts and how powerful our thoughts are, as they can affect our feelings and behaviors. Therapists and clients work as a team to fight these powerful thoughts and make it so that the client feels like they have more control over these thoughts. Identifying your thought patterns are done with interventions such as cognitive triangle work, exploring automatic negative thoughts and cognitive distortions, or creating a thought record. Interoceptive exposures are also used for panic disorder, but only in a very controlled and well-managed setting. Interoceptive exposures are meant to simulate the physical sensations of a panic attack with the goal of showing your brain that the feared sensation is not so scary and that it is more under your control than you think. An example of an interoceptive exposure is to run laps to get your heart rate up to stimulate heart palpitations or spin in a chair to simulate dizziness. What I just mentioned is more of a comprehensive treatment plan, but there are also some acute and kind of odd ways to snap out of a panic attack. These methods do not treat the thought patterns, but they really just shock your body out of the fight or flight stage and help to ground you and turn your focus to the present. Some of these methods are to hold an ice cube. an ice cube in your hand or hold an ice pack you could even hold the ice pack on your chest or to your forehead you could also eat sour candy or eat something spicy you could go in the shower or put music on and start singing and there are some other ways as well but of course do it safely these are all methods that stimulate your five senses and are in some ways extreme sensations that will shock your nervous system. They seem strange, but they really work. Again, these are short-term, in-the-moment solutions that should ideally be monitored by a mental health professional. I have done all of these interventions with clients and have seen great success. Another large part of managing panic disorder is to have coping skills and mindfulness techniques on hand at all times. It is necessary to use these skills even when you are not anxious because preventative work is key. Mindfulness and coping skills can include meditation, deep breathing, engaging your five senses, exercise, drawing, journaling, and so much more. Mindfulness and coping skills can be more general skills, but they can also be directly tailored to the client. The key to deep breathing is to breathe out for longer than you breathe in. If you breathe in for three counts, breathe out for at least four. If you breathe in for four counts, breathe out for at least five. This act sends calming messages to your brain. You also want to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Doing this increases your oxygen intake and encourages fuller breaths. Another useful way to to breathe through your nose is to plug one nostril while you breathe in and then switch over your finger to plug the other nostril as you breathe out and just go back and forth that way. So let's try a breathing exercise together right now. So first, I want you to get comfortable and as comfortable as you can for where you are right now. If you are in the car, you know, just don't move your legs or anything, but just relax your shoulders and notice any weight that comes off of that. If you are sitting at home or on a couch, then feel free to put both your feet on the ground and just try to relax your body. And then focus your attention to your breath. So we don't wanna start deep breathing right now, but just focus your attention to your breath and see, notice how your breath is going in and out of your body. When you are ready, we are going to start deep breathing. So when you're ready, I want you to breathe in through your nose. So inhale, one, two, three counts. And then exhale through your mouth for one, two, three, four. Again, inhale through your nose, one, two, three. And
1: exhale through your mouth, one, two, three, four. You can do that as many times as you would like and know that when you
0: are doing this type of breathing exercise, you are activating your parasympathetic nervous system and sending calming signals throughout your body. And breathing is really great because you can do it anywhere and everywhere. Another good and easy skill is to engage your five senses. This connects you with the environment around you. It connects you to your own body, and it is very grounding. So let's try this exercise together as well. So what you are going to do is you are going to count down from five, four, three, two, one. So starting with five. I want you to point out in your mind, or you can say it out loud, whatever you're comfortable with, but point
1: out five things that you can see. Next, point out four things that you can feel. This
0: could be the ground beneath your feet. It could be your back against the chair, could be the sleeve of your shirt,
1: four things that you can feel. And then three things that you can hear. If you
0: really can't hear anything, then you can count my voice as one of them,
1: but three things that you can hear. Next, point out two things that you can smell. You can smell your hair. You can smell your shirt. Maybe you just passed a nice flower bush. Two things that you can smell. And lastly, one thing that you can taste. That can be taking a sip of water, you can actually eat something.
0: So that is the five senses, and that is really great to do, again, at any time, anywhere you are, just to ground yourself and bring you to the present. Panic disorder and panic attacks really suck. If you have experienced them, I feel for you. If you are fighting them right now, I feel for you. I encourage you to seek out professional help if you need, engage in coping skills, and follow social media accounts that you find useful. And always remember that this shall pass. Thank you for listening to Just Therapist Things, and we will talk
1: again soon.